Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 147 of the HHH Racing Podcast, live from Queens, New York. This is your host, Howard Kravitz. I know this looks, everything looks a little bit different, but I am so excited to be in the Big Apple area, ready for a fantastic day of ridiculous amount of stake races on Saturday. We're talking nine graded stakes, including eight grade ones, and to help us through the entire card and all the stake races in just a few minutes will be the big A, Anthony Stabile, making his HHH Racing Podcast debut. Please make sure you subscribe right there on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. And after you do that, hit that notification bell. That'll tell everyone this is a fantastic show. Smash that thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate that as well. You can see on my name tag, at hkravitz is my Twitter handle. And at the bottom of the screen, you'll see my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Of course, you can listen to this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Also, next week, I'd like to announce, as you can see on the screen, for those of you watching live, the online store, Great HHH Racing Podcast merch, will begin. We are shooting for next Wednesday. Listen for details and hear about details on the show on Twitter, etc. But we're going to be starting an online store. Hopefully, you'll get involved in some fantastic merchandise. And also, the Race Day blog is up and running, of course. Great tip sheet. ABC grids, pick fours, pick fives. The current ROI of my spot plays is over $3. The average horse player is $1.60. It's inexpensive and it's very profitable. Highly recommend you check it out. All other promotions look below the video player. All you have to do is click the show more button and you can see all of the promotions below the video player. I realize my screen's a little bit dark, folks. The lighting here in the hotel is a little bit goofy. If I put a light on above me, there's a bad glare. So it is what it is, folks. I think the sound is ready to go. Guys, let's rock and roll. We don't want to take any longer to jump in this fantastic card. Before I bring on our special guests, let me bring on my two fantastic co-hosts who I know are excited about the Saturday's card, Pete Visco and Paul Halloran. Guys, how you doing tonight? What's up, fellas? Howard, you made it. I made it. In one piece. I'm, uh, I'm leaving in about uh, 10 and a half hours, so stay tuned. Beautiful. Well, for those of you who don't know, Paul is uh, actually going to be enjoying the weekend and working as well. He's He uh, writes for the for the Saratoga Special. He's going to be uh, covering a bunch of races. And uh, I think Paul will have a chance to enjoy ourselves quite a bit also, including Friday night. But don't steal what's happening tomorrow night because Anthony Stabile is going to have something to say about that. You'll see what I mean. All right, good. Oh, absolutely. And I've got a gift for you, Paul, and Pete, your gift is on the way. So you guys know what that's about. Uh, Guys, let's welcome our guest who's waiting very patiently. I've had some fantastic people on through Naira. We've had, um, last night we had David Aragona for the second time. Of course, we've had Andy Serling on uh, two or three times. And I've been waiting quite a while to get this fantastic guest on. I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I know he has a huge fan base, which is why we have so many people watching already. Let's bring on the content producer of Naira and sidekick of Andy Serling, Mr. Anthony Stabile. Anthony, how are you doing tonight? You mean he's my sidekick, right? That's, That's right. There's a Batman to a Robin. He's the Robin in this booth, my man. <laughs> there you go. How are you doing today, Anthony? 
Doing all right. Got a little. Uh, Heard you got a major score today. Got a little Joe going. Yeah, I had a major score today. I picked five winners and won two hundred and eleven dollars. Um, <laughs> terrible money management today. Got a little coffee to keep things going here, and uh, looking forward to joining you guys. I've had a scratch. I didn't enter once, and I had a late scratch uh, another time for uh, yeah some tonsillitis. I, I battle with tonsil issues, but uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? The, the last major bout actually was real major bout was with tonalist. I had to miss the first five weeks of Saratoga. Yeah, oh, wow. I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the third floor headquarters right now. <laughs> the great Richard Migliori's around the corner, 4450 races, and the other half of the A train, the little A Acacia Courtney. Is uh, Acacia Clement? I, I'm sorry, I gotta find myself for that. Acacia's in the other office. Um, oh, that's when Acacia and I first met. I I missed the first five weeks of Saratoga with the tonsillitis. Thankfully, Tonalist and uh, Tonalist and Bel Galante were able to help me uh, help me get through such tough and hard financial <laughs> times um, with a couple of scores that summer. So. Uh, hopefully the tonsillitis coming back around the Belmont time will get the pick home. <laughs> good omen. I'm hoping we're lightning in a bottle. Yeah, we got to keep you healthy, man. I look forward to hopefully meeting you uh, tomorrow or Saturday. We'll work that out after the show. Uh, Anthony, before we get into these nine stake races, and just to set the scene for everyone, we are going to be deep diving the late pick five, which starts in race seven. However, because of the unbelievable day we have on Saturday, there are stakes in race three, four, five, and six. We're going to go through those quickly but thoroughly. And then we're going to be really deep diving into race seven. And Anthony might not might not know this, but everyone watching the home who's familiar with the show knows. Usually, I show the DRF formulator PPs, and we show uh, replays and you know, a lot of more detail. Uh, Anthony, when I'm at home with my with my uh, personal computer and my two monitors, I do have past performances, guys, that we're going to show, but they are not the interactive ones. So if we need to show any replays, we're going to have to jump to YouTube, which is not going to be as easy. The second thing, just let everyone know, is because I don't have a second monitor, when I bring up things on the screen, I'm not going to be able to as easily see what you folks at home are looking at. I do have my iPad here to my left. Anyway, there's little technical differences between this show and the other ones. It's going to go fantastic. I'm not concerned at all. Just want to give everyone a heads up. Anthony, two quick questions before we jump in. Uh, number one, the guy right there on the bottom, bottom right of the screen, and Paul, don't say anything yet, is taking me. So according to him, the best Italian restaurant in the area, Anthony, where should we be going tomorrow night to get the best Italian in the Belmont uh, Park area? All right, so Paul, get, I don't want the restaurant name, but tell me how far from Belmont are you traveling? About seven miles. Then you should be taking him to Steve's Piccola Bussola. Okay. Well, Anthony, you're the native, so I'm willing to call an audible here. I'm a you big... going right down the road. Listen, I just got back from King Umberto's. King Umberto's is the old fastball. It might be tough to get in tomorrow night. If you tell them I sent you, they'll probably let you in. Um, <laughs> but if, you, if you're taking them other than King Umberto's, I'm going to Steve's Pickle of Boussola on Old Country Road in Westbury. All right. Well, Paul, tell them where we're going. I'm a Don Peppy guy, Big A. I, yeah, listen, I didn't. I never. Don Pepper's Aqueduct, and it's about seven miles. You're right, because I live eight miles from from Belmont. So yeah, Mikey will take Mikey will take care of you over. At Don Pepp, no problem. Oh, Mike's no, the I best. No problem I mean, at all. 
kind of a tradition. I knew I was thinking how far is Aqueduct, Anthony? Because you're 100. Paul, I was dead on. It's about seven miles. I am 8.4 miles. I had a 1992 supercharged Cougar back in the late 90s. I used to get to Belmont from from my house during Master of Puppets, one of one of Metallica's biggest hits. Uh, seven minutes and 34 seconds. Back oh, in my house in days, I was able to get from Aqueduct to Belmont in, in under 7.30. My old man used to scream at me. How did you get here in under seven and a half minutes? I was like, it's 7.34. Don't worry about it. So, that'll, that'll tell you how many times, Anthony, I've left Belmont and gone directly to Don Pepe's that I could get the distance pretty close. Right, for, little, for a Boston guy, not bad. Howard, uh, Lawinia yes, white clam sauce and, and baked clams are an absolute must. Okay. I, I will definitely take a taste of that. Uh, the other reason I wanted to mention that is uh, Paul, who writes for the Saratoga Special, Anthony, wants to share a very quick, cool story that relates to you. Paul, go ahead. Yeah, Anthony, I, you may not remember. We were at Mohegan with uh, the Jim Mazer group. You were doing the uh, analysis with Mike Metnansky, I believe. Uh, Breeders' Cup 2019. And just through a happenstance, I happened to be standing next to you at the front of the room watching the turf in 2019 oh my boy and i gotta tell you and i told howard i gotta tell the story because i have his eyes light up man his eyes are just lighting up one of my favorite turf horses of all along with shakespeare and yagley one of my favorite turf horses of rick's is probably number one that's my boy we're talking bricks and mortar and he was you know and he was nine to five and i'm thinking well even with a big bet, no one's retiring off a nine to five shot. So this is way more than about the money. And I recall being like that with Groupie Dog because I was good friends with Buff Bradley and Catholic Boy for other reasons. And it was just so good. I, I just had, I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off you. You were almost like overcome with it. You were so happy that he won. And of course, you know, it, it looked like United might steal the damn thing. He, he had to get up very late and. Boy, the passion, I loved it. I just loved I, it. You could tell how much passion you have. I get very emotional because the the fan in me yep. is still alive and well. And this time, of, this time of year is very important. It's funny, Acacia's in the other room, and uh, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be doing your podcast. I wouldn't be on America's Day at the races. I wouldn't be doing Talking Horses, blog, whatever it is, um, if it wasn't for Tonalist. And not even the Belmont. I want a lot of money in the Belmont, but... On uh, November 28th, 2015, he won the Cigar Mile. And I was getting ready to I was getting ready to give it up. I was going to go work and do some real estate and some mortgages with my Uncle Jimmy, my godfather. And uh, Acacia just started working with us at HRN and got involved. And it was so much fun working with Acacia and, you know, kind of walking through uh, a new show we had started at the time together. And she was going to be my co-host. And it was just – it was awesome to work with her. And, you know, she was – so she's so talented and she was a sponge and it was like great to just you know I, I wish I and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back but when I first started a lot of the old guard you know they weren't the greatest people in the world they would kind of keep your foot on your neck and I always swore that if I could do something differently when I was the as you can see there's a lot of gray in here now when I was the gray beard I was going to and we had so much fun we had such a connection we hit it off and um, I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I'll stick around, see how it goes with her. And then Tonalist was dead last, turning for home. And he made that big late run and he ran by uh, Matru and Red Vine. And I remember dropping her at the train and crying my eyes out for about 15 minutes. And I called my uncle and I was like, I got to stay. 
And uh, sure enough, six months later, I get the call to start doing Talking Horses. Three years later, call my first horse race. Um, I met somebody really special at Aqueduct as well, and I wouldn't have been there. Um, I wouldn't have been there for all of these things. So, uh, you know, the fan in me still comes out, and Bricks was uh, one of my favorite Christmas presents of all time, Jerry Brown, Chad's dad, who's a dear, dear friend and one of the toughest guys I know. I have a Breeders' Cup Bricks and Mortar hat at home. And, nice. Uh, yeah, I, he, I, they, they have, he, Jerry got like 10 of them, and I, I got the first one. So uh, it came in the mail. I didn't even know it was coming. They just asked for my address. I couldn't even think what it was. And I knew when that thing came, I bawled my eyes out like three weeks before <laughs> Christmas. So, uh, yeah, I got my Bricks hat at home. If I knew you were going to tell the story, Paul, I would have wore it. Um, oh, it's great. I, I'll never forget it, Anthony. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, he was a special horse. By the way, if the Meg or Acacia want to – Acacia's been on the show before. Actually, we'd love to get the Meg on. I, I, I have a piece of a horse with a Delphi Racing – and uh, one of my horses, it's going to be trained by Christoph Clement. So I uh, look forward Richie, to seeing it. Richie and Acacia went 21-44 today. And I, they, 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 the closer's coming in now. I got to I gotta come. Uh, I got to finish. Richie. I got to carry, carry the flag the rest of the way today. So Plus, the Rangers are playing. Richie's going to yeah, be tied up. He's hunkered down in there. God knows what's going on in there right now. So, yeah. We're gonna one last to, thing. Anthony, yeah, one last thing before we start. There, someone again, you're to see comments, Anthony, on the bottom of the screen. We have a great fan base. We have a lot of questions. I wish I wasn't so busy today. I did not hear about this. You gotta explain this a little bit. I would I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, you know, we, we are a bit PG, but we can go a little bit off the rails if you want. Do you wanna expound on this at all from Jeff Wilson? So Sunday, <laughs> Saturday, when a man when Emmanuel, Emmanuel won. Yeah. Um, Andy made a reference to some old 70s, uh, not quite made for TV movies. Starring, of course he did. Yeah. Starring, was it French? Uh, was it French? Yeah, starring, starring Sylvia Cristal. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to let out too much on Talking Horses. I knew exactly what he was talking about, but I figured I'd just let him hang out to dry for a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then today, apparently, to honor and serves getting more action than Andy. That's verbatim from Andy's mouth. So, wow. Um, <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I, you know, I quite <laughs> frankly, I'm more of a tap it myself. I'm a tap it guy myself. Um, <laughs> not a really a 200 and serve guy. I'm a tap it guy. Got it. Um, Got it. So, <laughs> all right. Three, three, three Belmont winners. I picked all of them. Um, I was going to leave it at that. All right. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to, we'll have to get the tape on that one. All right, guys. Let's, let, before we get ourselves in more trouble, let's jump into the uh, stake races. The first race we're going to talk about, guys, is race three. Now, uh, we are not going to put banners on the bottom of the screen until race seven. Um, Anthony, I know you were real busy. We didn't get your picks. Um, so if you want, if you want to give a top three, um, starting in race seven, starting in race seven, Anthony, I can put that. I'll put it on the bottom. I'll put it on the screen. Howard, just so everybody knows, if you guys want to go follow along, everything is up over at NairaBets.com. Great. Um, yeah. There are tip sheets for Friday and Saturday. They're up. The wagers. Our social media team is the best in the business. Yeah. They've tweeted everything out right now okay. from Naira Bets. All of the two – I put up the seven tickets in all. Four of the two-day wagers are up. The pick six, uh, the pick four, a couple of the doubles. I left two of the chalkier doubles off of it. Um, but there's tickets up. There's blogs up. The only blog that's left is the Saturday turf blog. I haven't finished that one yet. I'm going to finish that tonight. But everything else is up, and more importantly, and most importantly, tip sheets for both days are up. Okay, yeah, so we don't, we're not going to put Anthony, we don't need to put his picks up, guys. They're everywhere. All you got to do is look for them. 
Uh, Anthony, let's jump right in here. We're going to start in race three. Anthony, you know, as our special guest, you're always going to go first, and then we'll do basically a very, very quick roundtable for these first few races. Uh, and I'm going to put it on the screen here right now again. Hold on just one second. Things are going to be, like I said, a little bit different here, guys, as I do this here. Uh, I believe it's going to, yep, here we go. All right. You guys see it now, correct? You see the PPs? Yep. Okay, great. Because again, it's hard for me to say. All right, Anthony, we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start with race three. It's the Grade One Acorn. This is, of course, is for three-year-old restricted fillies. Uh, there's a, a bunch of small fields. We talked about this yesterday with David Aragon. It's been talked about ad nauseum on Twitter. We're not gonna talk about the small field issue because the, the, the fields are so great and, and and talented that I think it overcomes the small field. So we're not gonna dwell on that, Anthony. Unless you want to comment, but be, so well, you, I'm don't, say don't feel need to comment unless you'd like to. I'm who do you like? One, who do you I'm like? Gonna Acorn, I'm going to say one thing. If okay. you guys think we don't want bigger fields, not you guys, the public, if they don't think we want bigger fields for bigger handle, obviously yeah. we want bigger fields. I will say this: you have the two fillies you want going a mile in the Acorn. You obviously have the three horses you want going a mile in the Met Mile presented by Mohegan Sun. You Absolutely. obviously have the f four of the six, including the top two, in the Distaff division in the Ogden Phipps. If you want four or five more filler in the race, that's on you. Me, I'm Gucci, as the kids would say. I'm good with the field sizes. I'm good with the – Mr. Miyagi taught us back in 1984, even though Acacia still hasn't seen the Karate Kid. Trust, oh. trust quality over quantity. And we certainly right. have that on Belmont Stakes Day. He he also said never be attacked by three. So one of my favorite lines. That's correct. <laughs> two. Anyway, yes. I think that was in two. But anyway, that's a whole other story. All right. I, listen, I love movies too. Anthony, who do you like in the Acorn? I love Echo Zulu. I'm her, big, I'm her biggest fan. I thought she ran a giant race in the Kentucky Oaks. I thought her Fairgrounds Oaks was good. Everybody was knocking it. Um, the one-turn mile is supposed to hit her right between the eyes, though, guys. And I mean, uh, Matareya is consistent three in a row a couple of graded states races down in the bluegrass state but i mean she's running into the champ now who's going to be on the front end last time she was forced off the lead uh and she's only got to be three lengths in her first start off the lead she probably went a little long that day steve asmussen our hall of fame trainer is going to cut her back for the rest of the year i think she's a kick in the pants yeah i think she actually ran very well last time in defeat paul uh quick thought on this race paul yeah I I would agree with what Big A said. I mean, I can see a scenario where Matareo wins just because I think she's in such such good form. Um, but that would probably require Echo Zulu not uh, – and pretty much missing the break, uh, as Anthony said. If if she breaks, um, you've got to figure she's going to the front. And, and the, <laughs> that long run to the turn in the one mile in the one turn mile should be just just fine for her. But I, I will have a little matter ready to beat her. Uh, uh, Pete, what do you think here? Yeah, I actually went with Mataraya, but I mean, it's not for not for any magical reason. I mean, obviously, Echo Zulu is the class, and if she gets on the front end and shakes loose, she's going to be almost impossible to catch. But you know, take a little shot. I mean, it doesn't doesn't cost you much if you're. It's this is mostly a race I would probably watch more than gamble on anyway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna root the four home just because of you know I kind of like that horse. Had her a couple times, so I like to see her get home. Yeah, I, I actually went four five two here. Echo Zulu is absolutely the horse to beat. I think Matareya, uh, Anthony, though, has an opportunity 
to sit right off her and just get the perfect trip. The question is, is she good enough? She also hasn't raced over this strip. But, you know, Brad Cox has this horse in raging form, Anthony. If Echo Zulu were to lose, Anthony, how do you think that would be done? Um, I don't think she's going to. Okay. So it's hard for me to kind of envision that. In fact, I'm going to try and split the favorites with Divine Huntress. I think cutting back to the one-turn mile yeah. is actually going to help her a lot. Yeah. I thought one of her best races was the 7 eighths race when she broke her maiden at Parks. And I think the flat mile is going to help her. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Mataria has to do some dirty work at some point just because the other three fillies aren't fast enough. So if she has to do the dirty work, instead of getting that perfect trip that she's been accustomed to in her last three starts, I think she's vulnerable for a second. I'm going to make a cold 5-3 and try and get Divine Huntress. Uh, yeah, I like I like that uh, idea there, Anthony, with the turn back. I think Divine Huntress is a little bit interesting underneath. Uh, let's go to race four, guys. Race four, the Just a Game. Uh, it's an, always a fantastic race every year. These are for older Phillies and mares. It's on the turf. Uh, by the way, for people that – we know how much uh, you and you – and, uh, uh, Andy love to talk about the weather, Anthony. But uh, I believe that Mother Nature is smiling upon me as I come to New York tomorrow. It's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. Saturday, I heard a little bit of chance of rain, but the turf is—I I would guess it'd be on the. What would you say, Anthony? Maybe good for tomorrow and Saturday, if you had to guess. Yeah, it was yielding today. It's probably going to get to good. It, it, it was windy here today, and yeah. we got a nice little breeze. The sun was baking that course pretty good today. I think I'm, I'm trying to look the weather up now. Um, because last I checked Saturday, it was clear now. Um, yeah, and we good. have a, a, good, a good weather day. So, yeah, um, yeah. There's no, there's no rain in the forecast now for Saturday. So, windy for the rest of the night, which obviously helps the cause. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're firm. Especially okay. if it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow and a little humid, get some of that moisture out of the course. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're firm. But I would, I would say there's going to be a, there's going to be some give, a little bit of give in the ground. Okay. Firm to good. Let's call it firm too. I'm gonna hedge. I'm gonna hedge my bets. Firm to good. <laughs> you know, on these big days, the, all these tracks love to say it's firm. And no disrespect to you know the Naira Super Supers or anyone. They do a great job. Glenn and Brian do an amazing job. They're gonna give it to you straight. We don't. Absolutely. We try not to do that around here. So, uh, is this just simply a, the Chad Brown Processional here, Anthony? Uh, I believe so. Um, this speak of the devil. That was something. Oh wow! That was. Uh, that I was actually something. have a uh, guys. I have. I have the. Re I have. I want to show that. Uh, again, usually I'm not going to be this slow with stuff here, guys. So just give me a second here. Um, Anthony, you can go ahead and talk, but I am going to show yeah. the last half, the back half of that race because that move that she made, holy cow. That you just don't, crazy. you just don't see it. You don't, no. you don't, you don't see that in the, you know, you see it more guys when there's a, a fast pace up front, maybe mm -hmm. on a yielding ground when horses are, are just really gobbling up the wet turf, but she did that on a pretty fair course. Yeah, and I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you beat that? I mean, that she didn't give any pace. They walked around the racetrack. It didn't matter. Yeah, she's gonna, get paid. she's gonna get paid. She's getting pace tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah, this, I was just gonna say, there's probably more, yeah. a lot more pace in this one potentially than than that last one too. So yeah. it sets up even better. Here it is, Anthony. If you, she's right here. If you want to walk through the racer, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, she's she's about to make the inside out move under Flavian Pratt. And she's just – she's taking two strides to their one. I mean, he's not even asking her to run. In Italian, who had won three in a row, including the Honey Fox, she That's runs right. by an Italian like she's tied to the eighth pole. I mean, she's just gone. It's – I mean, he never – you know, he, he shakes her up a little bit here, but she's in the four or five path. I mean, it was real. it was a spectacular move. And, uh, you know, 
Chad could run one, two, three. I, I would be surprised if uh, Wakanaka doesn't maybe get a little piece of it here because I, I could see an Italian, you know, getting softened up by legs galore. Legs galore comes in for Phil D'Amato from California, and she is just she's one speed, and that one speed is fast. So she's gonna. I would imagine she's gonna be three or four in front with an Italian sitting off of her. I don't know if an Italian is going to want to rate. So uh, it, it looks really chalky. And, and Regal Glory, you know, Regal Glory is a great example of when you let these these older horses and these older mares just mature and come into themselves. I mean, her her, her five- and six-year-old races, her races as a five- and six-year-old have been spectacular. So, But she's, I mean, she's running into a filly that uh, this mare that she ran, you know, that, that Peter Brandon unveiled last time. I mean, I, I don't even know where that came from. I mean, I, I think uh, that horse might have been the most impressive. Speed of the Devil might have been the most impressive horse on that day. That move, you know, remind me of Anthony. It had a little Goldakova in it. I mean, Goldakova yeah. was one of my favorite uh, horses back in the day. I say back in the day. I mean, for people my age, you know, you know, uh, that it was just that electrifying turn of foot. You just don't. Devastating. It was a devastating turn of foot. She's Unbelievable. Just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm bringing up the PPs again. I apologize, everyone home, because usually this is not, it's a lot quicker here. Uh, you going Regal Glory second, uh, Anthony? Anything else you want yeah. to add? Chalk, I, I left my chalk at home, but yes, my chalk eating weasel shirt is not on today. But yeah, I mean, she's another one. I mean, her numbers are her numbers are a lot faster than speaking yeah. of the devil. But I mean, uh, after what I saw last time, I've seen enough. Yeah. Uh, Paul, your thoughts here? Uh, nothing creative. You know, I, I was going to say be, before Big A said it, uh, he took Stole the Thunder. The fact that that was a mile race last time and a slow pace, you know, as he said, you see moves like that in longer turf races with the field coming back. And that was more like, uh, you know, uh, two horses working together and then starting one of them three lengths behind and then just going by in the stretch and pulling away. So, um no, I, I'm pretty sure that Mr. Brown will be in the winner's circle after that race. Pete, anything you'd like to add here? No. I mean, the only thing you would say is Regal Glory, maybe maybe if she sits lower, if she sits closer to a, to to the pace setters and they're they're beating each other up a bit and she gets the first run and, and for some reason, for some reason, speak of the devil's a little too far back. I mean, that's probably the only way she gets beat, but I, I think it's a long shot. Yeah, I've got I've got three two also. Not too much to talk about. Again, this is one of these races we're used to seeing. You know, nine, ten, eleven horses in this race. It's a very small field. I get that people might be disappointed. Uh, Regal Glory and Speed of the Devil, probably the two best, uh, you know, turf female milers in the country. So this is going to be an absolute throwdown. I'm excited to see this race, no matter the field size for sure. Uh, let's go on to the next race, guys. Race five is the Brooklyn, and I got to say, Anthony. Uh, this is one of my favorite races of the year. I think it's a very underrated race. This edition, Anthony, to me, is one of the best editions we've seen in a long time. I thought this is a very deep, talented field. Who do you like in this mile-and-a-half affair on the dirt, a grade two? I love distance races. I don't care if they're turf or dirt. I prefer dirt <laughs> distance races. Unfortunately, we don't get them that many. That's why you know, I love the mile-and-an-eighth shoot races here at Belmont. They're some of my favorite. Yeah. You know, Lone Rock obviously is the is as dominant a division leader as we have in the country, and I know it's not the strongest division, and I know it's not the most popular division, but he's so good. I think he finally met his match on Saturday, though. You know, fearless, spent the winter chasing Speaker's Corner, going a mile. Um, I should say your Met Mile winner, Speaker's Corner, going a mile. Um, 
and then he won the Ghost Zapper. Last time, I don't know where Last Samurai found that race from, but there weren't too many horses on the planet that were going to beat Last Samurai in the Oakland Park Handicap. Son of Ghost Zapper out of a street crime there. He's probably going to run all day. Um, I would imagine that he's the horse that Louis, you know, Louis can keep him a little closer, especially on a stretch out. First Constitution, one of his barn mates, going to go put Lone Rock uh, to the test early, I would think. And I see Fearless coming to pick up the pieces and getting the job done here at a little three to one. Uh, who do you like? In, who do you like in second, uh, Anthony? I'm sorry, if you said I put Lone Rock second. I mean, he's just so good, and I think Portos, the other, the other Todd in here. Um, he's a horse that always looked like he was going to want some ground. I think he's maturing now at age five. Son of Tappet, you know how much success he's had going. To, his progeny he's had going a mile and a half on Belmont Day. Um, I, I think he could get a, a piece of this at twelve to one on the morning line. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Todd's got ports. He's also got First Constitution. You'd have to think that Todd's going to send First Constitution. Yeah. By the way, I think Anthony can win, and that's only going to help Fearless and Portos. Um, I'll go ahead first before Pete and Paul jump in. I like Warren here, guys. Uh, you know, I had Warren two back in the San Diego handicap. He ran his best race by far of his career for Cox and Flavian. I think this horse is very grindy. I think he wants more distance. Last time he lost to Scalding in Dynamic 1, who came back 1-2 uh, in, in Churchill. I, I think Warren's going to sit a perfect trip, guys. I think he has a chance to fire big here as long as he can handle the Belmont strip. I'm not worried about distance at all. I've got 3-7-2. I agree with Anthony with Fearless. Uh, this is a very grindy type also, but I think the distance fits. I think this is a great spot for this horse. And I just want to mention Max Player, who – I don't know how you guys feel, but I was a big fan of this horse. I don't know what's happened. He's sort of fallen off the map a little bit. I mean, he was he had no chance at the Breeders' Cup Classic, obviously, and he sort of rushed up early and no chance. And then last time he was off a big layoff, and I hated him there anyway. I didn't think he had a chance to win going mile 16th. That was just a means to an end. Guys, if this horse can find his form, I see no reason why he can't fire big at a decent number. He's been working well. I think this distance is going to suit. Uh, 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 Pete, I'll let you go first. Uh, do you have Max Player in the mix, or who do you like here? Yeah, I actually have Max Player on top. Wow. I read a, your mind. A, go ahead. That was a solid segue on your part by accident. So and we I, had no I, idea. <laughs> verify for the viewers. Right. Yeah, no, I actually, for, for most of the reasons, I think just, you know, sort of classy. And again, you, you talked about it at the beginning where this is this is a better edition of this than normal, where normally you sort of get Lone Rock and then a couple of maybe second class citizens in there. But I, I feel like Max Player is one who's coming in out of some big time races. And it's actually, if you look at his, we don't have it here, but if you looked at his whole complete form, you'll see the, basically the five best races outside of his two maiden races were all in New York. So maybe he just likes the, you know, he likes the big apple. He comes to town and he, and he runs his best races. So I'm hoping he can, and you could see a couple there. He's got the one Oh two and the one Oh one at Saratoga and Belmont respectively. So I feel like I'd give him a shot. If he, if that back class comes in and he can get the distance, which I think he should, I sort of like him, especially at a decent price. And who'd you like him for uh, underneath Pete? I went with, I, I thought it was sort of wide open. I sort of liked Fearless, but I actually went with First Constitution only because this is one of those ones where if he just gets soft, gets a soft lead, you know, it's it's one where if he if he gets up there, sort of backs it down, um, and then maybe can open up a little bit. We've seen enough races where that happens, especially at, at Belmont sometimes. So I had him in second, but it was a soft second. I sort of like him. I sort of like, I like Fearless with, with the rest of you guys as well. Uh, Paul, quick thoughts here in the Brooklyn. 
I'm with you, Howard. Uh, I, I like Warrant. I, I too needed him in that Cinerita handicap and it's kind of waiting for him to uh, beat Express Train. I'm still waiting. Um, I, I think, oddly, even though he, uh, you know, he gave it up a little last time, I have a feeling that he's going to be okay at this distance. Um, yeah. He hasn't run it, so it's very much a feeling. And, you know, a first samurai mare doesn't necessarily indicate that. But um, I, I think he might be okay going longer, and I think he has a chance to, to get the right trip. And he has Flavian Pratt on his back, which isn't going to hurt him. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a great race. It's uh, you know, there's there's doubles. By the way, last night, Anthony, we talked with David all these great exotic bets. There's two day bets. There's we're not going to get into it. But you know, if you want if you want a distance races, uh, there are horizontal wagers that you can pair up here. The Brooklyn, I believe, into the uh, Belmont, uh, and so that's a that's a fun double always. Let's go into the last race that we're going to talk about shortly. Uh, you know, in a smaller, uh, less detail. Excuse me. Before we get into the late pick five. This is going to be race six. It's the Woody Stevens. Always a great race. Restricted for three-year-olds. They're sprinting seven furlongs. Of course, it's a great one. $400,000. Uh, Anthony, can anyone beat Jack Christopher? No. All right. <laughs> I'm embarrassed at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm sick of picking all this chalk. Well, I'm glad you came on, Anthony. You're giving such great insight with the face. Fearless, fearless. Hey, listen, the, the short price better than the long face, my man. Yeah, um, no doubt, no doubt about that. I just he's, I I, I think he's the best three year old Colt running on on Saturday. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, I think he's better than anything in the Belmont Stakes, and he's just he's good. Got the win over the track. Um, seven furlong should be right in his wheelhouse. The mile race last time off the layoff was sensational, and yeah, I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be ultra tough. I'm gonna make a cold exactly with Morello. I think Morello, uh, you know, something happened last time at the start of the Wood Memorial for Morello, yeah. And I, I, I think these one turn races are gonna be he'll be better suited to those. I think he'll be the third choice too. So I'm gonna take a cold one for Jack Christopher over Morello. I love it. Anthony, the reason why I have you on screen, I, I know I, I think you're going to agree with this, but I just want to emphasize to all the viewers and listeners at home, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking chalk. We're, we're not going to BS you folks at home. We're not just going to come up with some crazy horse just to bet against the favorite. It makes no sense. You have to find winners. Yes, it's not the most, you know, creative picks that we're going to give you sometimes, you know, on these cards. But Anthony, it doesn't do the viewers and the betters any good just to throw some crap against the wall and just hope they're going to win when they have no chance. That's not that's not a way to handicap. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And and you're, uh, listen, one of the things I'm doing, and we'll get into it a little, little bit later, I'm making a big parlay that starts on Friday. And Beautiful. I'm going to get – people going to think I'm from a different galaxy. Forget about the planet. People are going to think I'm a, in a different galaxy when I tell them the horse I'm starting the parlay with. So, oh. um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not going to come up here and pick – Horses that have no chance for the sake of picking twelve and fifteen and twenty to one shots. I'm, you know, some Wait, of this. Some Anthony, of this, you gonna keep us in the dark, sir? Are you gonna keep us in the dark on that horse? <laughs> I like box and score a lot in the Belmont Gold. Okay, Club. wow, I like the creativity. He's on the uh, on the outside, right? Yeah, I like yeah. box and score a lot. Okay, I think Jonathan Thomas this is a horse that has a million layoff lines. Now all of a sudden he's running three times in six weeks. He uh -huh. ran a week ago, and I really think it was just the old adage where. Two works, two you know a race is worth two or three works. 
So yeah. I think he wanted to get him ready for this race. I don't think it came up all that tough. And I think he's going to be really, I mean, he's got to be 12 to one tomorrow. So um, I love the creativity, love the creativity there. Uh, yeah, Paul, we're going to talk about the other races. So, okay. Uh, Paul, what do, you, what do you think of Woody Stevens here? Uh, I think Jack Christopher is the most likely winner of the day. Uh, so I have not, you know, uh, okay. If you were going to beat him, maybe last time was the time. Uh, Anthony mentioned the best three-year-old. You know, Anthony, I know he, he had physical problems. I, I was thinking, you know, I wonder in the back of his mind if Chad had wished, you know, if he could have only gotten him back sooner and maybe got a race into him, that he could have got some points uh, to get in the dirt because I, I would have been playing him. I, I thought he was the best uh, two-year-old last year. Um and I think I, I would totally agree with Big A said. And I think I know who Big A is ending that parlay with. Would it be in the, the Metropolitan, Anthony? No, it would be in the Belmont. The Met Mile is one of the, is leg two, and the Belmont Stakes is leg three. Oh, okay. So, oh, a three leg. I love it. Love it. Well, I know you're picking in the Met Mile. I remember you hearing uh, you talking about it uh, two races ago when he won. You said, bring on Flightline. Can't I'm wait. with you too. Right, get him here in one piece. Get him out of that bubble wrap, and Speaker's Corner is going to put a whooping on. We show him how you do it, New York style. All right, we'll we'll get to that race, guys. We'll we'll get there. I know we're excited. Chopping at the bit. I'm right. This is like my. This is like my. I get to cut my WWE promo during the uh, the Hillendale <laughs> Met Mile. By the way, Mohegan Suns uh, sponsoring our Woody Stevens. So I misspoke earlier. It's the Hillendale Met Mile. Uh, Pete, what do you got here? I mean, you got to agree that Jack Christopher is the best horse in the race. I, I kind of like Morello just because he's a horse that I, I just sort of like, and and hopefully the shorter distance will benefit him. Um, and maybe if he takes a step forward because of that, then I think he has a shot. Maybe if Papa Cap softens Jack Christopher up a little bit, Morello can just sit off and and potentially make a run. So I always like that horse, so I'm going to be rooting for him. And and I think he has a shot because, I mean, from figure-wise, he's not far behind. So if he does if he does take a step forward. And then one last thing, Provocateur, as a – as, a, as someone who has a bunch of micro shares in my racehorse, I actually have a little bit in provocateur. So if he, if he won, I wouldn't be upset unless I don't have him on a the ticket, then I'll be pissed. All right. Hey guys, I'm going to, I'm going to put us all on screen because this is one of my strongest uh, comments I'm going to make all night. So I, I run, everyone be right for this. Are you ready? Now, listen, everyone knows on this show uh, that I've come with some wacky ideas. Some of them have worked out like, for example, dynamic one, who was supposedly was going to lose to American Revolution by 25 lengths, yada, yada. We can go back and forth. My 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 daughter obligatory and going back. Guys, here's my statement, and I could be completely nuts. Jack Christopher is losing Saturday. How about that? Now, anyone could just say that, but let me, I, let me just give you a few reasons, and then everyone can rip on me and say how stupid I am. And by the way, I could be very wrong. Jack Christopher might win by 15. But Anthony, I'd like you to comment on just a few things that I want to say. And again, feel free to completely discount everything I'm going to say. Steve Asperson's got two in here, right, guys? He's got Morello and Chasing Time. Chasing Time originally was going to go in the Belmont. He decides to go here. There's no one on God's green earth that, that can tell me Chasing Time can win this race. He's no shot to win this race on Saturday. My feeling and I know he's not nearly as fast as Jack Christopher. My feeling is he's just going to send and gun. 
I, I don't know why he'd be in the race otherwise, unless they just think they can just, you know, pick up the pieces and get, you know, a graded placing in, you know, second or third. So, and I think they want to set up for Morello. I think Steve Asperson is sending Chase in time. And what I really think is going to happen for sure is that Saez is going to go shove very hard with the other Pletcher because, you know, Pletcher's got two. He's got Provocator and he's got Wit. There's no one that could tell me that Provocator has a chance to win this race either. You would think, and I could be completely wrong, guys, you would think Pletcher is putting Provocator in here to set it up for Wit because the only way Wit can win, who is the better horse, is he's a dead closer. So, again, chasing time Provocator are not fast enough to go, of course, with Jack Christopher early. But you know what? I don't know why they'd be in the race otherwise, especially Bravocateur. I think I think Jack Christopher is going to be pushed very hard. It might not even matter. I love, love Morello here. I agree with you, Anthony, that I think he's, you know, I know you have him second. I think if he breaks, he's got a chance to win this race. I think he, he's going to let the speed go. Rosario's a great finisher. He was favored, guys. Don't forget. He was favored in the wood. Whether you think he should have or not, that's a whole other issue. He was favored over the Preachers winner early voting. And Mo Donegal, a lot of people's favor for the Belmont. I think they're going to go very fast up front. I don't like the rail guys going a short distance in a, sh- uh, sorry, in a short field at Belmont. I've seen crazy stuff happen with short fields from the rail. Anthony, am I completely nuts? I don't know you that long, but I mean, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a yes to me. <laughs> you, could, okay. you could say it, Anthony. We tell him every week. Looks so like it doesn't duck. matter. You're Looks not, like you know, a duck you're... walks like a duck. Howard, it's usually a duck. Not, <laughs> I the duck reference there. Hey, well. I got my reasons. I'm, I'm in, it's gambling. I'm going 4 1. I love it. I listen. I, I absolutely. I'm big. I'm a big. I don't think we went to the moon. I'm the biggest conspiracy theorist there is. So <laughs> you just fire away, my man. Well, Anthony, just real quick about the pace. I mean, do you, do you agree at all with my comments about the pace? I mean, why are the five and six even in the race in the first place? If yeah, not I mean, we think that's so, you know, the one thing, and we joke, me and Andy joke around all the time. <laughs> it's finally permeated this size seven and seven eighths head. By the way, when you lose 127 pounds, your head doesn't shrink. It's still, <laughs> it's still impossible to buy a hat. Um, By the way, congratulations! That's thank awesome. Thank you very much, my man John. My man John Koziak's a scout for my beloved New York Mets, and he <laughs> gets me my hats because I can't. I gotta go to Marshalls or something to buy the to buy the the bootlegs. Um, we just don't see it, and on co- common sense would say one. Of, now look, chasing time, blinkers on would have to be on a dead send, a yeah. dead send, and maybe he is provocateur. Yes, I could see him stretching out. Trying to show some speed from the outside. The problem is, if Jose Ortiz at any points put the presses the pedal on Jack Christopher, he is going to break both of their hearts very, very early yeah. in this race. Yeah, and I just don't think the other horses are good enough to keep up with him. Yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, I'll, we'll just move on, guys. I, I'm, I'm being a little bit uh, cheeky, obviously, but I, I would not be shocked. We've seen stranger things, Anthony, especially from the rail. The rail. Would you agree? The rail in a small field, maybe not the best place to be at Belmont. You're like, F that, I don't care. He's just going to go on anyway. I just think he's just going to go. And All right. Hey, Howard, right. you're taking $25 out of my pocket if Provocateur wins. I hope you know that. That's $25 <laughs> if he wins from all the, the big oh, money shares my, that I have. He's my so, race horse. I'm know, sorry. Sorry about that. All right, let's move on to pick five, guys. we got still a lot to talk about. Again, we're here with Anthony Stabile, uh, who's you know uh, does a fantastic job 
uh, with America's Day of the Races. Now you're a content producer, blah, blah, blah. We can go on and on. Let's start the pick five, guys. This is a very exciting pick five. It's going to start in race uh, seven as I go ahead and scroll around here. It starts with the uh, odds and FIPS. This is, of course, a grade one for older fillies and mares, mile 16. How about half a million dollars? Anthony, this is an absolute throwdown. This You can make the argument this is going to be the best race of the day. It's basically the best older fillies and mares are, are going to go at it. Who do you like in the in the FIPS? So, Latruska, uh, how could you not be a fan, right? I mean, but we, we're trying to make some money on Saturday. And here is a scenario where I do see a vulnerable favor. Because I feel like after her ruffian effort, search results is going to be forward. And I know it doesn't seem like she's as fast as Latruska, but I'm going to say this, guys. I do think Latruska's lost a little bit of a step this year. And I think now, right now, you know, June 11th is two days away. On June 11th, I feel like search results can keep her company on the front end. And I don't think they're going to be hammer and tongue on the front end. But I think search results could put just enough pressure on Latruska to make her a little vulnerable on Saturday. Um, I made a gigantic bet on Clarier. I mean, well, I didn't. I, I was going to make a gigantic bet mm. on Clarier and the Apple Blossom, but that price was absolutely absurd. So I went back and I just made a pretty big exacta, which I got bookies for. Okay. I think <laughs> now, with some pressure, with search results putting some pressure on Latruska, um, I think Clarier couldn't get the better of her on wow. Saturday. And by I'm the way, we're not going to show the replay, Anthony, but if you want to talk about the Apple Blossom, I thought Latruska bothered a horse early at the break, and then I thought he bothered another horse again. Yeah, she bothered Clarier. She can't. Yeah, Clarier, she right? I, mean, I, I don't know why no one really talked about Anthony. I'm not saying Latruska didn't deserve to win, but I thought she bothered uh, Clarier, uh, Clarier probably twice in that race. Yeah, uh, you know, Clarier got a, got a little – she kind of broke outward on her. And I think the stewards took an unofficial look at it. Yeah. You know, probably wasn't enough to do anything about it, but you know, she's got, she's, she's two stalls away from her this time. So I don't think she has to, I mean, if she mugs her this time, it's going to be uh, uh, pretty blatant. I'm going to use the two of them to start to pick five. I'm a mile. I like mile. thought she's a nice Philly. Um, man, that, that return was a slow race. That was a slow race. Yeah, wasn't that just a means to an end, though, Anthony? Probably, but you know what? Her best race is always her third of the four. Her best race is usually her third, and I think she'll need one more. I mean, she's running into some bears in here. Um, yeah, I, I would think she's going to have to. She she might need one more um, under her belt. I think maybe getting back to Saratoga will help her as well. Yeah. So I'm hoping that. Uh, I'm hoping that search results puts a little pressure on Latruska, and I'm hoping that my man Joel Rosario and Clarier can come and get her this time. Uh, but we, I know we have a lot of people uh, watching, and I really appreciate Please have those comments coming. Again, it's a little bit hard for me to show uh, comments with only one computer here, folks, and, and on the road here. But Vicky uh, completely agrees with you, Anthony. A lot of people like uh, Clarier. She's very talented. Paul, who do you have here in the FIPS? I like search results. Uh, I, I want to extend. 
I want to take what Big A said, and then uh, I have her maybe uh, getting by and holding on. I'm I'm a big fan of search results. I was alive to a, a pretty good pick five when she almost won the Oaks. Uh, I did hit it with Mal at that, but paying a lot more with search results. Um, I, I, I like her. I, I think the the one turn one's a mile sixteenth is going to be good. Uh, Anthony, any thoughts on Clarier maybe be? not being as good at one turn than two. I mean, she does take a while to get going. So, you know, what's funny about that. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I've seen such a difference, Paul, this year from last year. Mm -hmm. And in theory, she should be better around one turn. She should be better right here where she gets a four and a half furlong run to the far turn. And then the big sweeping turn horses like her are hurt by turns. The, yeah. the, the, the counterintuitive point there though, is the turns normally equal more ground. Right. That's not the case here. Mile and a 16th is one turn. This should be the place she does her best work. And that's what I'm counting on. I'm counting on the one turn mile and a 16th. Now as a four-year-old, being far more to her liking than it was last year. I also think, and this is no offense to the guy who wrote her last year, I mean, the guys who wrote her last year, uh, I would imagine uh, at the very least, the Labrador Ortiz is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure Tyler Gaffleone's on his way, and Ricardo Santana Jr. is not far behind them. Um, Joel seems to really get her. And I think Joel, who rides this place, as well, if not better than anyone, will get her into a better spot on Saturday. I really think she's going to upset Latruska. I'm going to use Latruska in the pick five as well, but I really think she's going to upset her on Saturday. Uh, Pete, we, we now see uh, the scroll on the bottom of the screen. And Anthony, you're now going to see a scroll so you can see everyone's, all the three of our picks. Uh, you can take a look at that. Uh, Pete, you're going with Clarier as well. Yeah, I love Clarier here. I I I I, I wanted to love her in the apple blossom because that's funny. I sent a text to my to my two sort of betting partners prior to that race, and I said I think Clarier is going to end up as the best in the older Philly and even the younger Philly division. I think by the end of the year, but then that race came up, and there just was no speed, so there was no one to test Latruska in that last one. And if you do that, she just beats you. I mean, she's a she's a monster. She's She's just so gritty when she gets on the front end. And I thought that was her, that was the biggest problem in that race. But here, like Anthony said, and Paul said, I think search results hopefully will have enough and soften her up. And then I just love Clarier coming off. So basically every, I'm repeating everything that Anthony said, but I, but I love her on top. Guys, I'm going with Malathot and there's a few reasons. I'll be very brief. I sort of like the fact, and Anthony mentioned absolutely that, you know, our first race, uh, you know, four-year-old debut at Keeneland was definitely slower and you can make the argument that she took a step back. I think that was just a complete means to an end. She barely beat Bonnie South, but Bonnie South's not a bad horse. That was a complete prep for this. Uh, she's working very well. Uh, you know, Johnny V knows her well. I think she can be up closer and I think she will be up closer in this spot. In fact, I would not be surprised. She's sitting right off of search results and, uh, and Latruska here. Um, I think I might get the five to two. We'll see. I don't know, but I'm a big fan of this horse. I, I think uh, she she's my top choice in this race. I thought she ran very well in the distaff, uh, coming off a long break that I personally didn't want her to 
have that kind of break because I thought I didn't really understand it, but who am I to question Todd Pletcher? Um, I like Malathot here quite a bit. I have Latruska in second, and Clear Air can also win. I'm using those three. I'm very much against search results here, guys. I love the horse. I hate the spot because she's – what is she going to do? Press Latruska, go buy Latruska, and then hold off everyone else? I just – I don't see a scenario in which search results is going to win this race or even, you know, be a major factor late. Um, I just think it's a tough spot. I am going 3-1-4 in the FIPS. Let's go on to the next race. And this race, one of the most fun races of the entire day. It's a huge field here of 13. It's the grade one Jiper. They're going six furlongs on the Weiner turf course. You got a, a like, a, as I said, nice big field, $400,000 on the line. Anthony, who do you like in the Jiper? So, you know, it, it is a, a pretty wide open bunch of horses. And, uh, I think there are three to five horses that can win the race. I put my boy Casa Creed on top. Um, <laughs> Louis Saez has given him a couple of really good rides so far in international lands. And I think getting back to his favorite course, um, of course, he's the defending champion, ran a career best 105 buyer figure in this race last year. I, I think getting back to some home cooking for Bill Mott, with Louis aboard, um, I think is going to bode well for him. Um, I'm going to pick him on top. Arrest Me Red looks like he could very well be loose on the lead. I'm going to tell you what the problem with that is. He's done much better. I know he's won on the lead. I feel like his better races are when he has a target or two. Yep. And when he is in front, they're not going very fast. I know it looks like he's the controlling speed, but if somebody else is the aggressor, maybe True Valor, who could be a little faster than him early on, um, and he would be the one, uh, maybe he takes a target. I, I don't think that's a good idea, but that could absolutely positively happen. Um, I could see Jose Lascano being a little bit more aggressive with gear jockey. He can't make the leap, but I think he can be a little bit closer. Um, he has an outside chance at winning the race. I thought the horse, if there was an upset in here and some pace developed, I thought Gregorian Chant could be dangerous. I picked the race 4 5 13. I'll use a little scuttle buzz. I'll use a little gear jockey. But I thought the race was 4 5 13. Gregorian Chant's interesting. If there was more speed signed on in here, probably would have put him second, would have tinkered with putting him on top. Um, I'm not so much worried about his post because he is a deep closer and. He'll be, uh, you know, last year he was one of the ones that kind of forced the pace with uh, Bound for Nowhere last year. And Mott ran 1-2 with Casa Creed and Chewing Gum. I, I would imagine he's going to revert to his off-the-pace ways under Joel. So, and and the, the draw doesn't bother me. The lack of pace probably bothers me most with him because even Casa Creed can kind of adapt a little bit better. So I, I picked the race 4-5-13. Those are the three I'm going to key off of. Um, it, it, I'm a Scuttlebuzz fan. I liked Scuttlebuzz last time. Um, I think I put him second in the elusive quality. I, I thought he was going to run a big race, and he, he ran a giant race. He won. I, I feel like Casa Creed and, and, and even Arrest Me Red are just a little bit better than the, than the field he faced last time out. But 
he's carried his form across a six-month layoff for the better part of the you know eight or nine months. So I, I see you guys like him. That I, I can't blame you for liking him. I, I I think he'll be. I just think he's a he's that much a cut below the top two in the end. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what. He ran really well last time, better than I thought. I think better than um, Andy's thought. I don't know. If, I don't recall who you, who you liked in that race. Um, I, I, I liked him a lot. I got. <laughs> I actually got. Uh, I actually got shut out. Um, oh. I hit the pick five with him. So that okay. was good. nice. Um, Anthony, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, I completely agree with you 100%. I've got four, five, 12. Just do one favor for me, Anthony, because I don't really need to talk about this race. You covered a lot of what I wanted to say. Can you please help me and the viewers dispel the notion of this ridiculous Dubai bounce that has been disproven in the last like seven, eight years? Maybe when we first went over there, it was an issue, but I have zero concerns about Casa Creed, quote unquote, bouncing off those efforts in Dubai. Right, the, the race in Saudi and the race in Dubai. I'm going to tell you what it takes a little bit more of the reluctance and even a little bit more of the fear away from me. The fact that he was over there for a while. Yes. You no, know, it wasn't like he was here, shipped, ran, shipped back. He was there for like six and a half weeks, seven weeks in the in the, in the Middle East. Um, and Bill's not going to run him. No, Bill's that's... not going to run him if he's not. You know, Bill's Bill's one yeah, of the that, that... guys out there. Bill's not going to run him. So Bill would have told Leon Seidler. He would have said, look, if we do this, we can't yeah. do this realistically. No, realistically. I mean, this is a big this is a big confidence. This is very much about connections for him. I mean, the horse is very talented anyway, but the fact that he's been working well and Mott puts him here. Now he's got to work out a trip, Anthony. I'm sure he'd agree with that. He's not. Uh, you know, he's a very nice horse. I wouldn't say he's like some massive superstar, but I, I like him here a lot. Um, Pete, I'm going to let you go next. And I think Pete and Paul, you guys can probably go quickly because you, you both have eight five. Did you want to add Pete to anything that Anthony said about Scuttlebutt? No, the only thing I, I would say, and, and Anthony sort of alluded to this, is you know, I say this every time on, on this show, is that I always love when a horse comes back, especially their first race of the, of the new year, and they improve. And this one went from, a, you know, just buyer-wise, went from a 95, wow. came back with a 101. And I just sort of like that because maybe if there's another step up, then what Anthony was talking about, yeah, on paper, this one is a step, just a step below in terms of maybe class and and competition. But if it takes another step forward, then it could move into that, into that same level with those guys. And maybe now you're catching him. Now you're catching him at six to one. Whereas if he wins this race next time out, you're, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be a chalk wherever he goes most likely. So maybe this is the one where you can catch this horse on the upswing and at a price at the same time. Yeah. New York bread too. Uh, Paul, anything you'd like to add? I'm just going to say he's in form. He has the best number in the last race, and he's a New York bred. I don't I don't complicate things. Like Paul just likes him because he has an eight behind his back. Yeah, that's my Barbaro <laughs> blanket, Anthony. Yeah, no, he's very good. By the way, we have to talk about one horse for just a little bit. Our good friend Kyle Roscoe, those of you that are fans of the show, now know that Kyle's a young man we've had on the show um, several times, along with Jim Pilar's as well. And I want to mention, and, and I didn't have time to get Kyle on the show tonight. Kyle, I know you're listening. I apologize for not sending you the uh, the link. We were going to have Kyle on just for a minute or two. But, Anthony, we have someone who's been on the show, a young man who has a very small piece of the 10, Smoking Jay. And, Kyle, 
Good luck to you. Kyle's actually here in New York as well. I'm going to see Kyle this weekend. Uh, Kyle, we'd love to see you in the winter circle with Smoking Jay. I know we all feel, and you do as well, that you know he's a bit of a long shot here. But I don't see a reason, Anthony, why the 10 may can't at least get a slice. He's in very good form, and he tried to close against a very nice horse in Curatory last night. There is not an X through Smoking Jay. He's the uh, – he's one of I, – I, I put a lot of X's through this field. I left six horses open. He's one of them. I would like to see Junior Alvarado try to keep him a little bit closer. Um, but if he got a piece of it, I would not be surprised. He won the Allied Forces over the course. So uh, now we have another reason to root for, for Kyle. So good luck to Kyle. First grade one. It's a, it's a heck of a feeling. Congratulations for just being in the race. Hope you get a piece wow. of it. Yeah, I mean, he, he's uh, 22 years old, Anthony. He just graduated from college. He's already a working man. He actually worked at uh, Arlington International right by me as what as a what's called a professor it's basically people that help uh you know uh, inexperienced players read the form oh, and, and, like part know. of the naira betch team that's great absolutely so anyway good luck to kyle roscoe we're all wishing you well kyle on the 10 smoking jay all right guys hey, let's, yeah absolutely let's go on to the next race guys uh the next race is uh race nine um okay anthony strap it in here we go it's flight line versus speaker's corner and by the way I don't want to give short shrift to Hello, the Breeders' Cup Sprint Champion, Aloha West, a very good happy saver. And you, if you want to laugh about informative, that's fine. I and mean, I don't think he has any shot to win. But Uriah St. Louis, as you know, Anthony, is very capable of pulling off a shocker. I would not be completely surprised if this horse is in the top three, maybe clunks up for third. Uh, you've already talked about you know the top two. Obviously, Anthony, you love speakers corner here. I do. Um, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I, I just want the bubble wrap to come off nicely. <laughs> Take the bubble wrap off nice. Bring flight line over. Those 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 six and seven horse fields in California. You know, baby baby Yoda, who's going to be fourth choice in the True North on uh, tomorrow. Paul's top pick, by the way, Anthony. How about that, <laughs> baby Yoda's Paul's top pick? Going on over there in Massachusetts, Paul. Is it legal up there too now? Anyway, <laughs> that was uh, uh, that was just strictly being a contrarian in that one race. Okay, all right. I think it's I think it's a cold exactly with sound money, but that's a story for another day, namely tomorrow. Um, he's going to face a real horse tomorrow on yep. Saturday. I keep saying tomorrow, Saturday. He's going to yep. face a real horse. Yeah, he's going to face the best one turn horse in the country, and I know that. Flightline has done all of his races around one turn. I know Speaker's Corner is the best one-turn horse in the country. He's got the gaudy bias speed figures. That's fine. John Sadler historically has had big woes winning outside of California. Yeah. This horse has been impossible to keep on the racetrack for a length of time. They now have to ship him and run him over Big Sandy. I'm going to say it again. They have to ship him and run him over Big Sandy. I know those California tracks are different over the course of the last three years. But he's going to come here, and he's going to have a fight on his hands. And he's going to have a horse who's maybe not as quick as him, but certainly quick enough to keep him enough company on that front end where he's going to be looked in the eye. For the first time in his life, he's going to get looked in the eye. Let's see, let's see how he answers the bell. I know John Sadler got to come see Bill Mott. This isn't the other way around. John Sadler got to come see Bill Mott on Saturday. That's how it works. I'm going to get eight to five. 
I got my eye on a little place out in eastern Nassau County. I figure when box and score pays twenty seven eighty. <laughs> I'm going to take that 5000 from the $500 parlay I started. There we I'm going to bet it on Speaker's Corner. Speaker's Corner is going to win. I'm going to have about 14000 to bet on my pick in the Belmont Stakes. And I got the down payment on my house. Wow. I love I love the plan. All right, Anthony, you're Junior Alvarado. Do you just break, look to your left, and decide what to do? What would you tell Junior Alvarado in this race? That's exactly what I tell him to do. That's exactly what I tell him to do. He's going to break out of the chute here at Belmont Park. Yeah. Well, not really the chute, but like right at the, at the at the foot of the chute. Yeah. Break, see what happens. If there is a, a smidge of hesitation, you send and cross over. Absolutely. Don't mess around, right? Don't, don't, don't get cute and leave the rail open and let him come up the rail. Just you send the rail away, over. make the point line go around, correct? Let him chase you. Yeah. If you can get in front of him, you let him chase you. Okay. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. But if it does, you 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 send, you clear, and you let him come get you in your backyard. You're two for two here. Now, now I think this is a fascinating jockey's race. Let's just say – Flight line outbreaks him at the start, and Spears Corps is sitting right off him, which is fine with you. When should Junior press the button, Andy? Should he do it on the turn and really make him work early or save a little bit, you know, and wait a little bit longer? What do you tell Junior? I'd go get him at the half-mile pole. I agree. You just freaking I, go after him. Don't worry about anyone else, right? Just go after him. Let him take that quarter. Let him get pressed Yeah. on a quarter of a mile turn. Press him every step of the way. And break his spirit when doing so. Put pressure. This horse hasn't had somebody next to him for six seconds of his career. No. Let alone 25. <laughs> Lap on, put him inside of you, and press him. And press him until you break him. You're going to break his spirit if you press him. I know you're going to get to him if you press him. But you have to press him. See a little A. You're gonna have to press him. Yeah. I'm no, I, I'm, I'm I'm making an exact what happy saver. I I happy saver is very interesting. Uh, do you want to talk about him all or you want to just pass it on here? I mean, I'll pass. I'm, I'm making a two four. Okay. I like it. I'm not gonna make a huge two four because I'm gonna be invested enough in the wind pool. Right, exactly. But, whether boxing score wins or not, I mean, I'm I'm making a big win bet on this horse at eight to five. So, you think you're getting eight to five, Anthony? Yeah, I, this this okay. horse, the hype on the hype on this horse is unbelievable. Okay, the hype on this horse is unbelievable. I mean, everybody you talk to, I saw him train. I saw you would think Elvis came back from the dead. This horse is good. <laughs> it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Hey Anthony, yeah. you should think you should think Elvis is still alive with your conspiracy theory. I thought okay. Elvis was alive, but he died three. Oh, he years died ago. a couple years ago. Okay, yeah, that, that makes more ago. sense now. Right before the pandemic. Sense. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Paul, you agree with Anthony? I do. Um, I'm. I. I'm not gonna. There's nothing really I can say uh, other okay. with the, the big A said other than the, to to the topping on the cake is uh, we have a. Uh, Dear belated, beloved, late Javi Pack in play as well. 
yeah. asking, uh, betting the favorite doing something for the first time, which is in Flightline's case, going a mile. And doing a bunch of things, Paul, the- traveling too. I mean, there's a lot of things that Flightline's doing for the first time. And I really, as, as someone can, who can appreciate good old fashioned contempt, I love the big A's contempt here. It just, it's just, <laughs> it's perfect. I love Absolutely. it. Love it. This is Queens at its finest, guys. This is uh, guys talking ass. about Dr. Dre and Snoop when I'm bringing Biggie and Nas to the table. There, this, is, this, personally. this is why we want you on the show. This is why we want you on the show, Anthony. Love it. All right, Pete. Pete, we got to push back a little bit. You and I have flight line. Go ahead. No, actually, I don't really have a pushback. I, I actually am hoping that they're right. I, I don't really. Flight line's one of those horses I just don't like. I, I don't want to like them. I want them to lose. Me I, I hate those. Me I, hate I don't those. like them. I hate those West Coast speed demons, except for American Pharaoh. He was the only one I loved. But, I don't like him either. I, uh, like him, I, liked him. I didn't like him, and I don't like this horse. He was the <laughs> only one. So I, I'm rooting for it. I guess the only thing would be if if he – because I'm, I'm the same where I think on the turn, I want – I hate when a horse doesn't attack another horse on the turn, and when you hit the stretch, I want to be ahead in front already, or at least like a nose in front to sort of break the spirit. I hate when they sort of wait too long. So if, as long as Alvarado doesn't wait too long and doesn't let flight line sort of just have his way, and then if he gets in the stretch and has his way the whole, you know, early, he's going to still be hard to catch. I mean, he's super fast. So if speaker's corner, or it would be even funner if they rough each other up and Aloha West or Happy Saver just comes and, and close. I like to have a little sprinkle on those two just in case these two go nuts and, and kill each other. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, we're going we're gonna to go about another 20 minutes. Anthony, you can stay or leave whenever you need to. We have a record number of people watching. There's a lot of people. So uh, here, guys, here's my feeling. I'll be very brief. Um, there are several things that should point to Speaker's Corner, like you guys have said. Speaker's Corner has faced better horses. He's raced in New York over the of the surface. You know he's going to get the distance. He's he's still improving. Yada yada. I was extremely confident when life with Life is Good over Nick's Go when that showdown. Everyone knows that if you listen to this show, I love Life is Good. I got to be honest here, guys. I don't have a strong feeling on which one of these two is going to win. Um, the only, the hesitation is just flight line is just so damn fast. I know he hasn't faced the same. I know he's got to travel, blah, blah, blah. This is just a complete freakazoid. I just want to see a great race. I have flight line on top. I have happy saver in third. And the last thing I'm going to say guys, is happy saver has been showing more, uh, early speed and did middle move last time at Churchill. And I think this, you know, I think he's going to run a big race, but I still don't think he's good enough to be at the top two. It's going to be a great race, guys. I cannot wait for it. Let's go on to the next race. This is the penultimate race of the pick five. It's the Manhattan. It's race 10. Grade one, of course, three quarters of a million dollars on the inner turf going a mile and a quarter. Anthony, who do you like in the Manhattan? Um, I wish I had a smidgen of the confidence in the Manhattan that I do in the uh, that I do in the Met Mile, boy. I <laughs> I went five deep in here. Yeah. I just want to survive. Um, so when, when when I like half the field, what I've been doing is I've been taking the horse that I think is going to be the best price. I think Gufo can win. I think Rock Emperor can win. I think Santin can win. Adhamo is the wild card. Right, Adhamo, I don't yeah. think he liked that course at all at Churchill. It was a funky course on Derby Day. And he's the kind of horse where I think that if he rebounds, 
I think if somebody wins this race by daylight, by open lengths, it'll be him. Wow. Okay. Um, I think he's the he's the horse in here that has the blue sky. He's the horse in here that if he didn't if 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 the rumors are true and he didn't like the track last time, he'll probably come back and rebound and run a big race. Um, I put him third. I have Gufo second. What else can you say? I mean, Gufo is just he's hickory. You know, he's he's been off the board once in his career. That was in the Breeders' Cup last year where he just didn't like that ground. Um, he, you know, there's a little there's a little give in the ground here. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. I'm gonna go back to my old friend one more time. And Channel Maker came back off of the layoff and got the job done in yep. the Elkhorn. Yeah, I was there that day. He ran pretty good in the Breeders' Cup last year. Yeah, he did. And I just wonder, fellas, if at this point in his career, maybe a little bit less ground will help him. I know he doesn't have a great – I mean, his record is abysmal at the mile and a quarter. But I'm wondering now, you know, a little long in the tooth at the age of eight, if – you know, and this race doesn't look like it's going to unfold very quickly. I would imagine he's going to be close enough unless Trebuvin is blasted off. Um, I, I'm going to give him one more try. Like I said, I, and, and to be honest with you, I put up tickets, like I said, over at Naira Betts for the two-day wagers, the 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 late pick five, this late pick five that we're talking about. I'm using the five of them. If I were to come back and press, I would come back and press with the two, four, and ten, Ufo, Adhamo, and Channel Maker. Um, but it, it's a wide open race. It really, really is a wide open race. And I'm just going to – part of the fans going to come out at me again. He's eight years old. He's won a bunch of grade ones. He's done a ton of great work. I and mean, he's a millionaire at Belmont alone. So I'm, I'm going to try Channel Maker one more time, the old boy one more time. Yeah, I didn't like ran, Big Go A, he ran in the uh, Bricks and Mortar Breeders' Cup turf. He was in that yes, race. Did. Yes, yes, he, he did. did. Uh, I don't I don't want to push back too much, Anthony, but I did read today, and I apologize for not knowing where – but I 100% positive I read that Mott actually prefers him in a mile and a half still. But I do understand what you're saying. He shocked me last time. I was really surprised last time I did not have McKinley. He ran real well. Um, he can absolutely win here. Uh, let's go to Pete. Pete, you've got Gufo. I also have Gufo. We all know what happened last time. You can talk about it or not. I just think he's the best horse in this race. And I think there's a lot more speed in here, isn't there, than the last one, obviously. Yeah, I mean that's the hope. The hope is there is. I mean, there's there's potential paper, for some right? speed. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. There's on paper there's a little bit more speed. Tribuvan usually goes, and hopefully Santine has to break from from where he is. And and Gufo's maybe he's one of my two three favorite horses in training. So I always have a soft spot for him and and root for him. And you know I love the the closers. So I'm hoping he gets yeah. something to run at. So he's one that's definitely on my ticket, but I'm I'm sort of with Anthony. I went in the pick five. We'll show later. I went I went four deep just because I think, you know, Gufo he gets himself into trouble. And he just doesn't always get there. So it's not like he's a lock to win, even though I think he's better this year than he was last year, and he's been a little more tactical, which I think has helped him to stay a little closer. So he doesn't have as much to do. But I, I sort of just like him on top, and then and then from there I, I'm going to go a little bit Highland Chief. I'm going to hope that that last one wasn't a fluke and it wasn't that he just sat a perfect trip behind, behind a horse that, that he was, that he was better than and just got lucky. Cause I actually sort of liked him going into that race and thought two back, he was just pinched and, and sort of out of it so early that it, it sort of muddied him up a bit. So maybe he's just, a, he's a, maybe he's just a good horse and that wasn't a fluke and it wasn't just a circumstance of a trip last time. Okay. I just want to quickly mention rock emperor who, 
Uh, Chad Brown was quoted also today saying that this horse needs it firm. If it's not firm, he might be scratched, guys, just to let everyone know. But if it does, uh, if the ground does, uh, you know, dry up, I think he's interesting. You know, I, you know that uh, he's been a horse I follow, guys, a lot on my blog. And, and, uh, and I think he's interesting here as well. Uh, last thing, I just want to mention, uh, Paul, you've got Tokyo Gold in second. Do you want to uh, talk about this horse just for a bit? I, I mean, I'm not. I would not be using him on top, but I'm always in a in a turf route. I'm always going to take a, a, a look for what I think might be the best foreigner, and uh, I'm counting Adamo kind of as an American now because he's been here for two races. Uh, I'm with both Big A and Pete. I'm a big spread in this race. I was. Again, I was seven or eight deep, but then Uncle Howard limits me in my caveman play, so I had to cut some. I had to cut some down again, yet again. Uh, by the way, Anthony, you better do a wellness check. The Rangers are tied with 12 minutes left. Make sure the Big A is. Uh, I mean, uh, Richie is breathing uh, properly. He just hydrated me. He just gave me a bottle of water, so he's uh, he's, he's alive and kicking. All right. Yeah, I, I I I like you know again. I like Gufo the best of the lot. Uh, could go favored. I, I certainly, uh, to Anthony's point about liking a lot of horses and not taking the lowest price one. You know, for me, this is a, a race to play in the horizontals. And, you know, if I have to play it vertically, uh, it's, it's going to be a chore. Guys, I'll end the conversation this race by saying Gufo is one of my favorite plays of the day on Saturday. He is my lone A in this race. I do have four or five other Bs, including many of the horses you mentioned. I think this race sets up for him. I think there, you know, I think you might get five to two. I just think he's the best horse in this race. I love Gufo in this spot. All right, guys, let's go to the big one. It's the Belmont Stakes. We know that it's the third leg of the Triple Crown. There's no Triple Crown on the line, of course, this year, but there is the Kentucky Derby uh, winner, Rich Strike, in this race. It's a million and five is the purse. Of course, they're going a mile and a half, as we know. Anthony, you've got the favorite, We the People who ran huge last time in the Peter Pan, albeit uh, with a lone lead on a wet surface. Who do you like in this year's Belmont? I think the Philly is going to get the better of the boys. I like Nest. Wow. I like her, I like her a lot. Wow. Um, you know, I know Todd Pletcher, her Hall of Fame trainer, talked about getting her ready. Um, you know, they when they nominated to the Triple Crown, he said this at the draw on Tuesday. And, and, and you know, he had kind of intimated this for a while. The Derby and the Preakness were not the races they were nominating for. They were nominating for the Belmont Stakes. Um, full sister two, big cap winner, Idol. Yeah. Mile and a quarter by Curlin out of an AP Indy Man. Wouldn't it be a cool story if Todd, who beat Curlin with a filly in Rags to Riches 15 years ago, now wins it with a daughter of Curlin? I think it'll be a great story. Um, I think it'll be an even better story if Boxing and Score and Speaker's Corner win. <laughs> an amazing story. Um, <laughs> Be an absolutely brilliant story. Um, as they, go, the longer they go, the slower they're going to go, and I think it pulls her into the race. I think we the people's going to go. I think Jose Ortiz, who won this award, tap rich for Todd in 2017, gave him a brilliant ride, never more than three lengths off the lead. I can envision the same trip. I can envision a very similar trip. Um, so I like the Philly. I think Mo Donegal makes a whole lot of sense. Another horse looks like he's going to want the mile and a quarter. Um, you know, he's kind of improved incrementally with every start. I thought his derby was okay. 
you know, that dreaded rail. Boy, talk about a horse six times in his career, four of them he's drawn the rail. And now he gets some post-relief in a ride back aboard. A ride, of course, got the job done with Creator back in 2016. Um, I think they both make a lot of sense. Look, we the people can win. But we've seen these good sealed, muddy sealed, sloppy sealed tracks produce these off-the-charts buyer figures, and then these horses come back down. They crash when they come back down to earth. Yeah. I was a fan of this horse, too, going into the Arkansas Derby, and he completely lost it in the Arkansas Derby. He did. So he's also the kind of horse where you got to keep an eye on him pre-race. Um, and more often than not, when these horses look like they're loose on the lead, somebody gets goofy. Somebody gets goofy. Yep. It only um, takes one, right, Anthony? It only takes one connection to decide, let's push this horse, right? Just one. I mean, does creative minister have to be that far back? I don't, no. I don't think creative minister has to be that far back. No. Nope. I don't think. You know, there are a couple of horses in this race. Skippy Longstocking. He used to be a lot faster than he is now. I'm going to tell you the horse, the, the, the weird one. Barber Road used to be a lot faster yes, he than did. he is now. Yeah. Blinkers come off him. Gets Joel Rosario, not that Ray Lou did anything wrong. You know, I wonder if he's the kind of horse, too, where you take the blinkers off him just to wake him up a little bit. He, You know, everybody always asks for a long shot. I, I don't know what big of a price he's going to be, but I put him fourth. I picked the race 3-6-1-8. Yeah. He'd be the horse where if you were tell me I, you pick a double-digit horse, he would be the one. Anthony, my good friend Matt Bernier, who I have a lot of respect for, thinks this horse is very interesting uh, with the blinks off and could be up closer. Uh, I mean, he ran better than Mo Donegal, you could argue, in the Derby. I mean, he finished, you know, right there with him, basically. I want to ask you one more question, Anthony, and then I'm going to get to my other uh, you know, my other two co-hosts here. And this is a, a simple question, but a complex uh, question to me. How good is Mo Donegal? Do we really know how good the source really is? No. I don't I, – you know, I think – forget about the sprint – he showed what kind of horse he was when he broke his man in the Remsen, even though I think he should have got DQ'd in the Remsen. It's a story for another day. Yep, yes, he should Park is the last place he ever should have seen in the history of creation. <laughs> um, chased down the Preakness winner in the Wood Memorial. Perfect trip, though. Absolutely perfect trip. He did, and he got a great ride from Joel. He's riding the rail and taking that, taking that draw to his advantage. He did. And then... Um, you know, in the Derby, he got the dreaded rail draw. And if 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 you would have if you would have sat down when the draw came out in the Derby, and I said to you guys, "All right, everybody, write down the running line from O'Donnell," we probably all would have been within ninety percent of what is on his running line, with his running style and that draw in that field. Yeah, is it surprising that it happened? No, it's not surprising that it happened. The problem is everybody looks at that line is up well, if he was the seven instead of the one he probably would have won the kentucky derby i don't agree with that i, I do not that. agree with that so i also think there's this much of a chance he's the favorite come post time do you really that's yeah amazing. i think there's a chance this okay. one's got a big following okay it's not like he's running against flight line or anything like that <laughs> all right he, he could be the favorite he's got uh, a big following yeah absolutely uh, all right, let's go. Let's go to Pete. Pete, you've got Rich Strike. I've been, you know, I've been back and forth this horse. We, I will say, I don't want to steal your thunder. I'll just say one thing: the horse has been looking, and and Anthony can speak to this. The horse has been looking great, you know, from the minute he stepped into 
Almont, New York. So that's that's got to be a positive if you like Rich Strike. At two in the morning on two in the morning last Wednesday, by the way. Yeah. I mean, my poor coworkers were stuck here. I almost came out to relieve them and bring them some monkey <laughs> or something. It was out of control. I just left my poker game. They were here for like another two hours. I would have came and hung out. I had no idea. Wait a minute, you're a poker. Oh, Anthony, we got to talk, man. You're a, a poker degenerate. Oh, I'm a full blown degenerate. Oh boy. Uh, I go ahead, Pete. How many uh, desk bangs are going to come out of there from Richie by the time the Ranger game's over? <laughs> uh, Pete, go ahead. at seven hundred and twelve. By the way, just bet the over as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it went man. over halfway through the second period. Unbelievable. Uh, Pete, go ahead with Rich Strike. It's always good to have some more degenerates on here, and we like that. Absolutely. We like that on this one. Anthony, yeah. fit right in. You're our, you're our next. Yeah. You're our, you're I, play our cards like three, I play cards like three nights a week, and our uh, literally our WhatsApp uh, messenger is is the degenerates. That's what we call ourselves. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Pete, you got you got the Derby favorites uh, to win the Belmont. Or the derby yeah, winner, the derby winner. Yeah, not the derby favorite. No. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. It's, this is one where I mean, I think if you go go through each horse, you can you could find a pretty big knock on each one of them, and you can yeah. find a reason why they're not going to win, including this one for sure. But I'm just taking a shot. In all honesty, it's one of those. The horse is working well. The horse ran a great race. I mean, people talk about Mo Donegal. Mo Donegal could have had the same exact trick that Rich Strike had. He just I don't know if Irad just didn't take it or he just didn't have it, but. I mean, he was following him. He was right there. So he could have he could have done the same thing. And this horse did it. And if he can do it again in this race, I mean, the, the thing I don't like is sort of Anthony alluded to this. But if we the people is the only speed, then maybe if if Rich Strike is stuck too far back and we're going to have that for a few of these horses, if they're just stuck yeah. too far back with no no challenge up front, then I think potentially we the people can get away. But. I think Rich Strike will need a little bit of help up front, and if he gets it, hopefully that form holds. Hey, Pete, any thoughts about Vicky's comment on the bottom there? You want to respond? I mean, to me, I, I, who knows? I mean, at any time you're going to, especially especially Belmont has its own concerns, especially when you're, you're taking those big sweeping turns. You, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to move at the wrong time, especially in the Belmont itself. You don't want to move at the wrong time. So many jockeys have moved at the wrong time in the Belmont, and, and it costs them. So, again, I, the experience, sure, you you worry about that, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that not make me pick a horse if I if I think a horse has a shot to win. I got it. Uh, Paul, you and I both have the one, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the read the people, and then uh, we'll just get Anthony's opinion on what he would do horizontally, and then we'll let him go, because I know he's got a busy uh, rest of the weekend here, and, and guys, the three of us will talk a little bit after Anthony leaves. Uh, Paul, read the people, uh, rail, improving, lone speed. Yeah, he was my pick based on lone speed, but I, I got to tell you, I um, I have Ness second, and I almost picked him, and I'm, I'm, I feel much better about it now. Uh, you know, Pletcher's record in the Belmont is uh, doesn't have to be restated. He's exceptional, and I really don't like Mo Donegal. So this, to me, is uh, if Pletcher's going to win it, I, I think it's with this horse, and I think Anthony was very astute in talking about the, the speed. You know, it looks on paper he might not be fast enough, but, you know, how fast is the race uh, going to be? You know, um, I think we the people, uh, you know, that could have been slop aided, obviously. You know, it, it, well, it was listed as good, but uh, the, the track had a lot of moisture in it. That could have that done it. But I do think there's a chance 
unless someone does get goofy with him, uh, to quote Anthony, uh, th- there's a chance he just goes and it, it, it's a merry-go-round race. But I- I'm going to have Nest pretty prominent with him. Okay, I've, I've got We The People. It's not the most creative pick, guys. And I don't love him in this spot, but it just seems very logical. And unless someone decides to go after him, you know, he's going to be galloping along at a relatively slow pace. I think he's got a big shot. I was Normally I'd be against Rich Strike, but he's looked really good. I don't think he's going to be as, nearly as far back as people think. And he just might be an improving horse. I mean, remember, guys, when Mind That Bird won the Derby, you know, everyone thought that was a fluke. He came back and ran very well against Rachel Alexander in the Preakness. So yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Rich Strike is just, you know, a better horse now and and can run big. I've got Modongo third. I think Nest could – I have got Nest in the mix. I've got Barber Road. I'm using a lot of horses, guys. Anthony, before we let you go, and, again, we really appreciate you coming on and tell you. have been a lot of fun. You're welcome. Usually, by the way, let me put these off – take this off the screen for a second – Usually, Anthony, we have a segment called 10 Minutes to Post where we get into your background, your life story a little bit. We'd love to do that another time. Just there's so many stake races tonight. We didn't want to do that. Anthony, let's just very quickly talk horizontally. What do you recommend people do in general with their pick five or pick six that closes in the Belmont on Saturday? So I'm making a pick five ticket. It's up at NairaBets.com. going to use okay. Clarier and Latrusco to kick things off. Okay. Coming back with Casa Creed. Okay. Um, Arrest Me Red. And Gregorian chant. So one four with four five thirteen. Um, the guy's got the whole ticket memorized. <laughs> I am going to yeah, the, the PPs are away. I will be singling a horse by the name of Speaker's Corner in the <laughs> I heard it. Presented by well, we, didn't, we didn't know you we didn't know you liked it. I, know, I, I, I don't know if, if I got that point across. <laughs> uh two, four, six, nine, ten. Hufo, Adhamo, Rock Emperor, Santon, top pick channel maker. And I'm gonna close it with Todd Fletcher. I'm not even using we the people. Three and six. Nest, Mo Donegal, let the speed beat me. I don't know if that horse is going to go a mile and a half. I think somebody will press him. $30 yeah. ticket. It's up at Naira Bets. Everything's up at Naira Bets. There's blogs for you tomorrow and Saturday. Tickets for both days. Cross The, the cross wagers. Um, box and score tomorrow in the Belmont Gold Cup is the is the most value of the day. I'm going to make a cold exact of Jackie's Warrior over sound money um, in the true north. That's the, probably the biggest bet I'm going to make tomorrow. Along I agree. With along with box and score. There's a late pick five ticket up um, as well. Uh, and I'm using a couple of horses in the late pick five against box and score. But if I'm right, and I, I think he's going to get the money and, and he could start off a very, uh, a very, very lucrative weekend. Terrific. And you do me a favor, check your DMS maybe tomorrow or, or in the morning. I'd love to, you know, hook up with you just for a few minutes and meet you in person, buy you a beverage or whatever. I know you got a crazy weekend, but I'm sure we can, We'll, up, we'll definitely hook up tomorrow for sure. We'll, we'll do it tomorrow. Anthony Sabiel, you're welcome back anytime. We'd love to have you on again. Thanks for spending a full 90 minutes. Big round of applause here at home. Thanks, Anthony. Anthony. At Big A, good luck this weekend, buddy. Take I care. We'll do this 10 minutes to post thing. We'll do this again soon. You let me know. Oh, yes. absolutely. Right. We'll get you on. We'll do it. Take care, Thanks, Anthony. Man. Thanks a lot, guys. Good All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Watching. Oh, all right. Sorry. There you go. Take care, Anthony. All, all right. right. Bye-bye. Right. I didn't mean to cut him off there. Uh, guys, uh, is, is he not like everyone would just want to hang out with this guy? I mean, just what, what a, and, and not only is he fun, extremely knowledgeable, obviously great job guys. Let's don't leave the show. Anyone don't leave. I know Anthony is the big headliner, but we've got three guys here that have a pretty good idea of what they're talking about. Let's talk about the, the pick five guys. Um, Paul, I'm gonna have you go first. 
Here's Paul's pick five at the bottom of the screen. I'm going to read it out, of course, for people that are going to be listening at home later. And by the way, thanks for everyone who's listening. We've had an unbelievable crowd tonight. Paul's going 1-5 with 5-8-12, with 1-2, with 2-3-4-8-9, with 1-3-5. It's a $90 ticket. Paul, explain your uh, your pick five here. Yeah, so I did say I like search results. I am going to use Latruska, obviously. Uh, I went three deep in the Jiper. Uh, I used the rest of me red coming off that uh, big effort at Churchill. Uh, I like Scuttlebuzz the best. He was my top pick. And I threw Gear Jockey in there, and I'm glad to hear Anthony mentioned he thought he had a chance. I went with the two logicals in the Met Mile, nothing fancy there. I said I spread. I, I knocked it down to five in the Belmont, so I didn't get yelled at for going over $100. I kept it at 90 Thank you very much. Uncle I'm, I'm going to start bringing up morning. If you keep saying that, Paul, I'm going to start talking about morning lines again. You better look out. <laughs> I'll talk about the weather. Uh, so I, I, I ended up with Gufo. Uh, I threw in the Euro just because it would be 20 to 1. Adamo, uh, Highland Chief, and uh, Santine, who yep. won the race at Churchill. And in the Belmont, I went three deep with uh, the three picks, my top three picks. I threw Creative Minister in there. I think he's got to punch his chance. He's actually going to be a B on my ABC tickets. Uh, I don't like Modonagal. I don't like Rich Strike. Uh, so I'm going to limit it to those three, I think. Yeah, we sort of gave, we sort of gave, uh, you know, the, the creative minister a short shrift. Uh, he, he's got, he ran numbers. well. He got not, not only his numbers that fit, you can argue he's got the best numbers in the field. I will just say he my personal well. concern is this going to be his third race in a very short amount of time. I'm just not sure that's going to work out for him, but he's very talented. Uh, Pete, let's go to your ticket. Pete's got a $72 ticket. He's got one, three, four with four, five, eight. 10, 12, 13, with one, with two, four, eight, nine, with one, four. It's a $72 ticket. Uh, you're singling flight line, and you've got some others in there, obviously. Yeah, and the first leg, I, I actually would like to cut that down to only two. I, again, I just wasn't sure yet which ones I like. Probably Clarier and Latruska. I'd go with one of the closers only between Clarier and Malathod, and then Latruska in case she gets away on the lead. Um in the yeah, in the next one, it's a it's a pretty big spread for me. I had to, you know, I like the I like Scuttlebuzz, but not enough to not spread the race. And I threw for for Kyle if he if he's still on listening and watching with us. Then I got Smoking Jay in there because I don't want to lose if Smoking <laughs> Jay Smoking Jay wins. I had a, he was one of my bigger scores last summer, so I, I don't want to lose if if he comes through. And especially, I want to be happy for myself and Kyle at the same time. And then, yeah, I singled flight line, but in all honesty, I, I could switch that to speaker's corner based on Anthony's, you know, Anthony's passion. Maybe I would do that and root for him home, but there's no way I'm losing if either one of those two no. wins. I mean, obviously going to have both of those. And then again, in the, in the turf, I, I like to, I have two, four, eight, nine right now, Adamo, Gufo. I like Highland Chief and Santine. Santine beat me last time, and, and he's just a good horse. And if he gets out, he can easily come through. And then the last one, I'd actually like to go deeper in the last one. So I'm going to have some Bs where I, I like I like Rich Strike. I don't love We the People, so I more might lean Rich Strike maybe nest on the top line if I decide to switch it last minute and then have We the People as the lone speed. Um, I actually like Barber Road, too. Bar we didn't talk about it, but Barber Road was my third choice yeah. And just think, I know he's one of those that doesn't win and he can, he has a hard time getting that win, but 
I think this field isn't the greatest in the world. And, and you take the blinkers off, maybe it wakes him up and, and maybe this is the time that he gets it. Uh, here's the winning pick five, everyone. So make sure you write this down. <laughs> this is my, <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about that nauseum again. If you're new to the show, I, I request uh, my coach to give pick fives that are cavemen just straight as do I, but we all play ABC tickets. We don't know the ABC ticket maker method. Take a look at it. It weighs your opinions. You know, it's much differently. It's not even across the board. For example, if you see my ticket on the bottom, I would never in a million years use flight line and speaker's corner evenly. You don't use a three to five and a six to five evenly. That's a lot of wasted money. But just for purposes of our show, uh, I have a caveman ticket without explaining the ABC. I'm going one, three with four, five, eight, 12, 13 with one, two. With two four six ten with one four, it's an eighty dollar ticket. Uh, I I I like Malathot in, in the first leg quite a bit. I'm spreading in the Jiper again. I I like Flightline a little bit more. I'm probably gonna go Flightline A, Speaker's Corner B. Um, I'm not exactly sure yet. To be very honest with you, I'm going four deep, including Rock Emperor is a bit of a price for me. Um, if if and only if the turf uh, firms up, will I use Rock Emperor? And then I'm going 1-4. I got the best speed and what I think is the best closer. I know closers don't win the Belmont. I don't think Rich Strike is going to be that far back. I'm just not sure how good um, Mo Donegal is. I really don't love Nest on the win end. The speaker, uh, uh, Creative Minister is coming off, you know, three, a third race now in a short period of time. I'm not sure a good bar. I don't know. There's just a lot of questions here. And I think Rich Strike's going to run a big race. I really do, even though he's a closer. Uh, hey, so that's my that's that's oh. my ticket there. It's an eighty dollars ticket. All right, Sorry, guys. Say, a a Roth was talking about Golden Glider. I just wanted to mention real quick because he he sort of mentioned him as someone he likes. And the only reason I didn't like him was sort of a. I feel like he has to take just a, a little bit more of a step up than maybe, and he'll need a bunch of other horses to regress. So I just wanted to throw that in because there was a bunch okay. of comments about him. So right. I think that's the only reason to leave him off, but I wouldn't shock me if he definitely hit the try and you're getting him at a bomb price. So I could see him easily clunking up and getting, getting third or second. The last thing I want to say, because I have gotten a few emails very quickly. Uh, I, as, as a lot of people know, I have, a decent sized piece of two horse with the Delphi racing. I'm getting up in about uh, seven hours from now to see one of my horses, Salivo Spritz is a two-year-old filly who is in the Ray Handle barn right now as we speak. She's been up here for a while. She's not working tomorrow morning, but they are um, getting here some practice out of the gate and she's doing some exercising. So uh, Salivo Spritz is a two-year-old filly by Street Sense who is already up in Belmont and there's a chance that she'll be running at Saratoga at that meet at some point. And the other one, just let people know, uh, is a horse called Magistrate, who is a two-year-old colt by Taprit, who is still down at Kinsman, but will be coming up to the Clamont barn at Saratoga and probably running in the fall uh, because he's a little more of a long-winded type. I'm very excited about those two. I just wanted to give an update for people that uh, asked. Uh, Pete and Paul, it's been a blast. We've had a lot of fun this week. Anthony Sabia was awesome. I want to wish everyone tremendous amount of success this weekend, whether you're going to be spreading, whether you're going to do hard singles and play $20 pick fours, whatever you're going to do out there, enjoy Belmont weekend. It's going to be an incredible uh, two days of racing starting tomorrow. I feel like that we've done a fantastic job of giving you great opinions all week long. And then last thing I'll say, Monday, 
Royal Ascot preview right here on the HEH Racing Podcast, 8 p.m. Eastern, with Andrew Lejeune, who is the best TV analyst in Hong Kong. He's going to be on the show. We're going to preview Royal Ascot next Monday. And then day one of Ascot, guess who's back live during the races? Davey Lane and I will be live Tuesday morning to cover some races at Royal Ascot. For Pete Visco and Paul Halloran, this has been Howard Kravitz in episode 147 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Please make sure, you, make sure you hit that subscribe button in the bottom right-hand corner. And good luck this weekend. It's Belmont Stakes weekend. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night, everybody.